0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Chan's Logic People Project, where we talk about people, the things they do, and the trials and tribulations along the way. Today, I've got Tyson with me. He's a certified grade A champion, and we had some pretty good conversations, so I thought it would be a good idea to bring him on the show and talk about some of the emotional constructs and empathy that we experience in our lives and our businesses. So, Tyson, take it away. Introduce yourself.
1: Yeah, Chandler. Thanks for having me. Um, So, I describe myself as an emotional fitness coach. Um, Basically, a lot of clients come to me when they have a proven business uh, tactic in front of them, um, but they know it's within their head of why they're not progressing. Um, they know it's either to do with the the fear, the doubt, the frustrations of why they uh, feel restricted in moving forward, like there's almost like a bungee cord or elastic cord stuck to their back and they can't seem to move forward. Um, that's where emotional fitness coaching comes in because um, it's based on the premise that the the quality of action you take moving forward is determined by the quality of emotions you feel most often. So I like to condition the different sides of my clients so that they have uh, so that they have some emotional fitness in their life when they're tackling their business challenges. Yeah, that's
0: exciting. I think one of the biggest things that holds us back in business and even in life for almost everybody is fear. Uh, the fear of the unknown, the fear that you don't know what you're doing, the fear that you might fail, the fear that what other people might say, there's just so much fear that we experience and that holds us back. And once you learn to get over that fear and once you learn to face that fear, it puts you in a different position because you don't have anything necessarily holding you back anymore. And so what are your thoughts on the fear people experience and how do you get past that?
1: Look, it, um, there's obviously multiple ways you're going to overcome your fear, um, where I, I depend on a client to client basis. You know, when someone's really, someone comes to me and I really get to know them, really get to know what's going on in their head, really understand um, where they are in their life, in their business. Um, there's multiple, multiple ways, and the, your brain's so flexible in how it can overcome fear. Um, it's just when you're in fear at that time, um, your brain's not very resourceful, right? It's not. It's not um, wide in a way to solve challenges it's either gonna you know fight or flight right so it's kind of it's kind of just when you're in the moment it's very tough to see the resourceful solutions that's why it takes you know someone from an outside perspective to realize that you've got all these all these options for overcoming overcoming um, all those fears and doubts so what I would sort of generally help people understand is that um, fear is just really one side of you right? Um, You know, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of just a way to sort of look at yourself and see that the side that's scared, the side that's doubting, the side that wants to stay inside a comfort zone, um, that's just one side of you. But if you had like a loved one on the other side of a river and they needed your help, you know, someone who you, someone who you adore the most, it, you wouldn't care what's in that river, right? You would jump in and you would do what's necessary to, to help someone. And that shows that we have multiple sides to us. But I just like to really, um, I just like to condition those other sides of you that can, that can overcome those fears, overcome those doubts, and use some internal resourcefulness as a way to overcome those fears in your, in your business,
0: yeah, I think that's a good plan and once you overcome that fear I think you get over that the doubts and yourself and the frustration that comes from the doubts because everything stems from that level of fear or whether or not it's about what we can do, can't do or who we know or who we don't know But yeah. and then you talked about the quality of your action and living not necessarily just in the moment so do you think it's a good idea to live in the moment or to always be looking to the future or to have kind of a mixture of everything
1: yeah I mean it depends. It depends if you're getting the results that you want to see, right? If if um, if you're happy with where your progress is going, you're happy with how you're feeling. Um, you know, there's nothing out of whack, um, and you notice that you're very present in the moment. Um, I think that's a very empowering thing. And <laughs> anyone who's studied, you know, personal development or have done some spiritual things with the in their life, they know that. Um, every, everything that's in your power is in the present. Um, but I like to think that you can also plan your future and visualize your future from the present. Uh, that's another way of being present in the moment rather than getting stuck up in the, um, in the future or in the past, for example. Um, you can completely be present with yourself and plan and, and visualize and, and, and still stay present in the fact that you're, you're aware that your power is now, your power is in your actions right now. Um, But you can still plan, you can still look forward to the future so that you have some guide of where you you wanna go. Yeah, that's a good
0: idea. And and that's the concept stemming down from being mindful and understanding where you are at and what your emotions are currently feeling or what you're experiencing in the present state and, and time. And when you learn to really be mindful in the moment and live in the present, you can understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. And I think it's the difference between people who can control themselves in stressful situations versus people who freak out, get angry and get frustrated in stressful situations. So the more mindful you become, the more you're able to take a step back and say, what am I doing right now? Why am I doing it? And how do I pivot shift if it's not where I want to be?
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know, a lot of people, what gets people frustrated the most or fearful the most is when they, they think something outside of their, outside their control is, is, um, is really controlling how they feel. So when you're present in the moment, you realize that you have a lot more control over your, um, over your, your emotional awareness. I think that's what you're kind of saying, right? Is that the, the people who know that they have their power in the moment um, really don't get caught up in thinking that things outside their control are controlling how they feel, whether that be, whether that be fear, frustration, anger, you know, anxiety, stress. Um, they can completely know that, um, that 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 what is outside um, in their circumstances um, doesn't necessarily control how they feel. It's actually the thoughts about those circumstances, the thoughts they have about those events, that control how they feel. And that's very it's 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 something that people can come to a clear awareness if you if you are present and mindful in the moment. Yeah, that's exactly it.
0: It's how am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? And is this why I should be feeling this way? Or, or And I think that next thing that stems into is going into a sort of construct of empathy and empathy in terms of understanding what pe- other people are doing and how other people are feeling yeah. because you're so in tune with what you're doing. So then when you get into emotionally charged situations or business situations or any sort of situation, you can pull back and say, I'm already pretty aware of what this person's feeling, thinking, and doing, so I can react and modify and use what I know to actually have a good experience with them, and pull back if it does get too emotional.
1: Yeah, it's a good, it's a good point, Chandler. When you sort of, when you have the, when you have someone that's facing a challenge, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the challenges people face are with, um, you know, especially in business, are with other people, where they're, where they're getting out and they're prospecting, or they or they're trying to work as a team. Um, trying to really come together as a group and and collaborate, or or you know someone is trying to sell, right? And they, and they can just get so frustrated when they get stuck in their own head. But it's clear that with empathy, when you can, when you think about someone's situation, you think about what's going on in their head rather than what's going on in yours. It completely opens you up to some, some different patterns of thinking and feeling, where. You can, can, you can have the most beautiful insights with someone and have, you know, and have a clear shift in your own body in terms of how you feel because instead of asking, okay, well, what am I thinking about this situation? Let's say, for example, if, um, if you have a situation where someone's super angry and they're yelling at you and you get defensive because you're in your head and you're thinking, why the hell is this person yelling at me? I didn't deserve this. I don't deserve to get yelled at. And, and you're in your own head and thinking about what's going on in terms of what should be, rather than, what's, rather than having the empathy in those moments and thinking, what's that person yelling at? What are they really angry about? Clearly they're not angry um, at me specifically, they're angry about something to do with them, to do with something what's going on within their head. And when you, when you ask yourself the questions of, you know what is it from their perspective? What is it from their point of view? It, gives, it, it allows your best self to show up in that situation. And I think that's all the power.
0: Yeah, it's huge. And, and you, you look back at the emotional states and the emotional constructs we see in our, our mind and what we create. And most people get into that child state. And that's when they start getting angry like you're talking about. And they, mm. they start yelling and raising their voice, going crazy. and. If you can pull yourself out of that child state and move yourself into a state of being either indifferent or even the adult state, not necessarily like the parent state, but in the adult state where you can say, this is why they're mad, this is what I can do to counteract why they're mad, and this is how we can remedy and fix the situation, you put yourself in an incredibly powerful place.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's how I sort of describe it with my with my clients is that... Um, when they have fear, when they're, when they're out there prospecting or selling or trying to deliver for clients, and they do have that fear, um, I like to describe that, um, that side of them as, as their four-year-old self. <laughs> you know, We all have a side to us that is scared, that's fearful, and if you, wanna, if, if you wanna really understand yourself at a different level, you can understand that that side of you is there to serve you at some level, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. It's
0: what can I do to make myself more similar or able to communicate with another person more effectively. And the most effective way is to understand what they're thinking and doing. And then when you think about the sales conversation with this kind of stuff, we often think, if i call that person too many times they're going to be annoyed with me we're making assumptions and we're making yeah. assumptions that aren't necessarily grounded in what the person is actually thinking and more often than not what we find in a sales situation with when we're trying to get a hold of someone or get someone to schedule a call or do something like that with us it's it's being persistent persistent because that other person is so busy they don't have time mm-hmm. to answer us or respond to us or call us yeah. and, so if you get out of the mindset that I'm going to upset them or get in their way and get in the mindset of, I just need to get that one second when they have a split second and they will talk to me. I think you set yourself up for a lot more successful sales conversations and processes.
1: Yeah. 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 And that that perspective is so, um, it's, you know, so common in the entrepreneurial world and people come to me all the time and I start to describe this, you know, on a call and I'll see their head always start to nod because they get it. Where they're selling, and they have the same, the same, you know, the same sphere of fears um, around. Not feeling like they're good enough. Um, feeling like they're bothering them. Feeling like they're going to be annoying. All these different, all these kinds of different fears and thoughts and doubts they have. Um, that lead to this fear like, okay, well, I don't want to be that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to have people do that to me. So I don't want to do that to them. And what they're really doing is choosing, um, is choosing to value fear over um, serving the world. Because if you're in business, if you're in, uh, especially a business that wants to serve and make a difference for your clients, um, there's a passion within you of why you started that business, and there's a passion that that is around, um, you know, really making a difference in their lives, so that you can grow your business. Um, if you let that side of you run the show, and you let that side of you lead the way, then you'll you'll have no issue. Even if you are bothering someone, you can look at the bigger picture and say, I'm willing to bother, I'm willing to bother someone just for a little bit, if it means to help them. Or I'm willing to bother, you know, five, 10, 15 people today if it means really serving and helping that one where they can, you know, take their business to the next level, or they can take their emotional life or their relationship to the next level. I'm willing to bother those people. I'm willing to do that because part of me that wants to serve. Is leading the is leading the way is running the show, and that's that's what I really like to condition in my clients so their brain sort of so their brain operates differently when they when they think about these scenarios.
0: Yeah, and and it, it's really helpful to understand. The fact I tell people, so you're an entrepreneur. You're fairly well put together. You might be a little scattered. But the average person is not very well put together. They're extremely scattered. And that's why they need your product or service. So it's your responsibility to contact them as many times as you need to to get a hold of them to get a yes or a no or a conversation at least generated with them. And they have to get out of the concept of sales and get into the conversation of enrollment. So I'm working to enroll people in my services who need it or who I who s- express the need for it, and and if I can get into that conversation, then it's a conversation of what are you looking for? Why do you need it? What is what are your biggest concerns? And it's just a continuous phase of asking why, mm-hmm. why, 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 and then at some point you make the decision. Okay yeah you're going to make it's going to make sense to work together or no it's not going to make sense to work together and you really have to be careful in recruiting everybody when you're doing this especially once you get a hold of them because you really want to get that solid subset of people who you can truly enroll and help
1: yeah yeah that's that's really the the process right not a lot of people think a lot of people go into the sales process and they're like man I'm just going to try and get a sale I'm just going to try it. whoever wants to sign up can sign up you know and they, huh. hey, hashtag
0: always be closing
1: yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of, it's it's interesting where then they start trying to deliver their service and problems start arising and they're like, Man, this this client is not the right fit, you know, they they had expectations that were blown out of the water, they they um they expect so much of me to do all these different things and this was not agreed on and things like that and 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 that's the thing when but if if you have the if you, when you're in the sales process, if you have the, the mindset like you just said, like I'm, I'm willing to serve, I'm willing to get the right clients so that they so that I can move them forward, so that, um, you know, so that I can look forward to the results that we're going to get together, and it's a mutual, you know, beneficial relationship. You know, that's something that can spur you on, and it's something that can, um, it's something that can where you can collaborate and you can really make sure that you're the right fit for someone. And that's really what the process is all about in terms of sales. Some people feel the, under, like the overwhelming pressure of making a sale when really you're, you're in there just trying to figure out if you're the right fit for someone, right? I, I turn away clients all the time because um, they contact me and I don't think they're ready for this kind of coaching, right? Whether they're not truly at the, at the form where they're, being, they're not being honest with themselves, right? They're not being honest with me. They're holding a lot of things back, and I'm like, "Look, man, I can give you some resources and some tools to move forward." Um, but for this type of coaching, to for you to get the most out of this coaching, you need to be at a particular stage where you're absolutely ready to to you know discover what's going on in your head, your thoughts, your emotions, your 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 mental state, and really start to condition um, you know at an unconscious level what's going on. And some people just aren't ready for that, and that's fine. That's completely okay. Yeah, so when you find
0: someone who's fairly well put together, and actually let's phrase this another way. If if I was looking to create mindfulness towards myself and be aware of my present situation and in turn create empathy towards other people's thoughts, feelings, and emotions,
1: what do you think my first step to developing that would be? Look, I think that comes a little down the line. Um, to to, For example, when I have a client that comes to me and they're completely – they're completely stuck in their their business the way they would describe it as stuck, right? Um, You know, they would, they really need to understand what's going on within them and their own patterns, uh, and their patterns of thinking and feeling. Because as we described before, it's not your circumstances that allow you, that are, you know, driving your feelings, it's your thoughts about those circumstances. Um, So to get to the level where you have empathy towards other people, it really takes, it really takes, um, I, I walk my clients through a bit of a process that allow them to not only not only understand what's going on in their head and understand what's going on in their patterns, but allow them to start to feel different within themselves. Um, and once they start working and, and uncovering those internal conflicts within themselves, then what naturally comes out is their best self. And their best self is you know, someone the, the side of them that feels completely genuine, completely um, you know unique, um, completely special within their own right, and that side generally has the massive um, the massive drive to serve <clears throat> and to contribute and to do something that makes a difference in the lives of themselves and others, um, whether they want to grow or whether they want to love at different levels um, or contribute at different levels, and and that side naturally comes out because that's that's naturally what people um, want to do. That's naturally what gives people the most level of fulfillment. Um, so once we uncover and, and really move past those internal conflicts that people have, that side generally shows up naturally.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And the internal conf- conflicts are a part of that fear, the fear that they're not ready or they're not worth yeah. it or they – don't have the capabilities to do it and so if you can so what are some of your steps for overcoming fear and trying to get through the barrier of fear and trying to get people to actually do things
1: oh look so i walk my my clients kind of through a process um you know there's certain steps that we learn in the coaching world that is sort of like a proven step for long-term change um and it's how i apply those steps um is by a client to client basis. You know, it's, it's people are always in, in different scenarios and always in, um, you know, always have completely different thoughts and feelings. And so it's, it, you need to sort of mold this, but to really understand it is to, um, first of all, you need to build some sort of internal leverage, which really basically means your motivation and your reason why you wanna move forward. It needs to be a must, really. And if you're willing to overcome your fear and you're really willing to be, um, really willing to to do what's necessary to move forward in your life and move forward in this situation. um, Once you have some internal leverage, you really need to sort of interrupt the pattern of what's happening right now. And there's various ways you can do that, Um, you know, if you if you were to be fearful for example a way to interrupt that pattern um would be to really do what we just did and that's to redefine the problem um and understanding that your your fearful self is only one side of you people when they're fearful they think that's them and something is wrong. there's something wrong with them or something wrong with the situation no that's only one side of you so what that does is it interrupts the pattern um and allows you to sort of redefine the problem where it's not that you're, it's not that you're just overwhelmingly fearful. It's just, that's just one side of you that's running the show at that moment. And it's your four year old self that has all the best intentions, <laughs> all the best um, all the best reasons in, in order to keep you safe and secure and comfortable. Um, but that's a way to really redefine the problem. And then once you can do that, you can really, not only once you break that, you can give them some empowering alternatives like if you're if if you if you start to step away and you can start to say okay well this four-year-old self this fearful self is just one side what's some other sides of me that i can condition so that i can so that i can tackle this in a different situation and be more resourceful does that sort of make sense
0: yeah that totally makes sense it's and stemming back to the first couple things you talked about it's It's the idea to create that motivation, you have to create a sense of purpose. And to create a sense of purpose, you have to develop a why. And from that why, you develop a a long-term idea of where you can go. And from that, you build confidence. And so if you can convince people to write down their motivation, then write down their sense of purpose, and then develop and build their why and write that down, then they have a reason to do things. And then as a leader... That motivation, that sense of purpose, that why stems into your team. So now you're the one who needs to be able to develop and spread that to your team and showcase to your team why they should care. And then you build yeah. that ultimate culture of caring, not only from yourself, but you learn how to stem that into your team and into the people who follow you. Then you turn your whole thing into something where people will follow you to the ends of the earth and you create that culture behind a
1: brand. Absolutely. And and even just that, even from what you just said, it's, it's sort of like a pattern interrupt, right? Where... Um, if you shift your what we'd call hierarchy of criteria, if you if you shift into something that um, you value more than your fear, you value building this culture, you value um, building this care, you know, shifting your clients' results, you know, building a team, um, so that you can have more purpose in, in life. If you really, if you start to shift that and you start to value that more than your fear then you're starting to value it at a different, a different hierarchy. It's placed, it's placed higher in your values than the fear. And then you can move past it because you're, you've found something that drives you more than staying inside a comfort zone. And, and I think it sometimes, sometimes it, it can really, um, it can be beneficial to, to know that within yourself. Um, but sometimes it takes someone from the outside perspective to, to see what's, really going on and and to give you some solutions. Because when you're in your problem, um, it can be really tough to be resourceful because that's where where you are day in, day out is in the problem. Um, So getting some outside perspective can really help as well.
0: So we see this a lot in the uh, the world of entrepreneurship. So people think that it's it's a badge of honor to not talk about your problems, to not talk about the issues, and to not talk about the all the bad bad things that are going on with you. And these people go through their careers without saying anything, and they develop these unreasonable levels of depression. And then we see mm. huge rates of depression and suicide and problems in entrepreneurship because people at the top don't have anyone to talk to. And so I think you can either have a mentor or you can have a friend, anybody who will listen to you, but you have to get in the mindset that I can talk to people about what I'm experiencing and I can use those people to actually develop my vision, develop my empowering statements and to build myself into a position to where I can feel happy that at least I got this stuff off my chest.
1: For sure. Is that what, is that what you do as well? I know with me, I have my, my own coach. I have, you know, I was I was you know, stuck in my problems for a a long time when I was becoming a new coach Um, and I was struggling to get clients, I was struggling to do a lot of different things. I knew it had to do do something with my mind. Everything everything starts with your mind and um, so I sought out to get a coach. I'm like, look, I need to solve what's going on within my head (laughs) and I need to uncover some unconscious thoughts that lead into some emotions that are driving some, you know, poor action and getting poor results. And, and that's when I really started understanding that it takes someone from the outside perspective, someone to talk to, like you described, someone to really talk through your, your challenges so that once a week or once every you know two weeks, you can have an hour block where you can just sit there and you can work on your business instead of in your business. You can work on yourself. And so that when you operate in your business, that's when you, that's when you switch on and you can, you can completely be aware of your thoughts, you know, master your emotions, you can master your mental state, <clears throat> and and you can really drive yourself forward in, in a way that wouldn't be possible if you didn't get that outside perspective. And, and the, the analogy I use a lot, it's like a, it's when you're in your problem, it's like the fly that's banging its head against the window trying to get to the garden, you know? Because in that moment, the fly doesn't have the level of resourcefulness, it's stuck in its problem. And it, it needs an outside perspective to realize. Okay, maybe there's a different way. Maybe there's a different way to um, to get to the garden. And sometimes it takes an outside perspective, like a coach or a mentor or a friend, um, to be able to say, "Look, there's another way around. There's a door there that you're not seeing." And and that's what I love to do with my clients, especially in terms of how how they think and feel. I think it I think it's a great way to sort of build that skill.
0: Yeah, I think it's huge. And and you can talk to literally anybody that's outside your industry because they'll ask you questions based on the fact that they don't know anything. And sometimes we get so deep in the weeds in what we're doing that we forget that we are that deep into it. We get super technical. We don't understand why people – couldn't understand or why people don't like what we're doing. Then we ask someone on the outside and they give us a super simple question and it changes everything. Mm -hmm. So it's the idea of getting out of the weeds and letting someone talk to you about what's going on, whether it's a professional Mm -hmm. mentor or it's just a friend you can talk to and for me, it's it's asking questions to other people. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And you really need to find people who will continuously respond to your why because I'll ask why 35 times. So you can run the risk of annoying people, but at the same time, you really pull out the reasons behind what's going on and, and you really develop an understanding for what's going on from the outside world. And it's, it's the idea of market testing. You find people who – don't know anything about what you're doing, get their feedback, and then take what you're doing and use their feedback to provide a better service
1: in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. And have you had any breakthroughs yourself in terms of someone asking a simple question or getting a simple insight so that you can see something from a different perspective? Oh, yeah. I'm of the mindset that I like to
0: ask questions and get feedback every single day. So I have, I think I have breakthroughs once a week when I'm talking to someone and asking questions and listening and Really trying to develop an understanding of what's going on outside of what I'm doing, uh, so I'd say for me those breakthroughs are all the all the time, and and it's because I'm consistently and I've developed a pr- developed a practice of listening to people and really taking their feedback to heart and really trying to understand and talk to as many people as possible about what I'm doing, and then being mindful of of what I'm thinking, feeling, and what they're doing, so that way I really understand the eco the, the whole ecocosm of what's happening and the sphere of influence that's built around what
1: I'm doing. Wow. That's awesome. And you can sort of, and you can feel the difference, right? You can feel the difference when you're being what I would call emotionally resourceful. That's what we sort of call it in the NLP or neuro-linguistic programming world. Um, you have a state, you have a state where you're being resourceful and you're, the way I describe it is when you, when you feel resourceful, um, you know, you come out, you come out with, you come to challenges and you, you come to the problems in your life, um, you come with more solutions because you're being more flexible. You're being more um, patient. You're being more um, passionate, more determined, um, you know, more excited, more loving, more caring. You just have more options of how, of ways of, of being so that when you come to the challenge of, of selling or you come to the challenge of prospecting or um, delivering for a client, you know, you can, you can think about it in completely different ways you could feel different so that when a challenge arises you have more tools on your tool belt you know a lot of people um i'm a i'm a i talk about the hustle with a lot of entrepreneurs and so some for some um people the hustle is their only tool is their only sort of um is the only mental um weapon that they use to be able to Solve a challenge, and sometimes that's sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes it does work. Other times, it, it requires some hustle and some insight. You know, some hard work to break through something, but also some perspective, also some um, care, and also some you know self-love, for example. So there's there's multiple tools you can use in terms of your emotional resourcefulness. I think I think you'll feel that completely if, if you're the one that's going out there seeking these answers you know developing some insight and being present with yourself i think i think i think that's probably the reason reason for your success as well
0: yeah i think it's huge and it's at some point it's learning to pull back your pride or any pride you have and being open to feedback and being actually being happy when you're wrong because it puts you in a different position and allows you to move forward and become stronger and for me if someone says something even if they don't recognize it if they're just saying something in passing and and it clicks, or or it's something that I haven't heard before. I'll think about it for three days, and it'll it'll bother me for three, four, five days, and eventually I'll figure out what it meant to me, and then I'll really pull it out, and it'll create a whole new thing of what I was thinking about doing, just because of something someone maybe said in passing that they thought meant nothing, but to me, I listened, and it created a huge lasting impact.
1: Yeah, and which that insight wouldn't be there if you didn't listen, you know.
0: It's true, and and being open to it.
1: Mm. yeah, and, and that's why that's why I love the people I work with because they're open to that sort of stuff. They're open like they they're the, they're the kinds of're the kinds of business owners who know it takes a mindset shift to get some different results. And so they're always exploring their mind, always open to learning something new, always open to you know exploring not only the different patterns and how they think but also how they feel. So that when they start, so that when they go back into their business, their best self is showing up. And I think if you if you're the kind of person that loves getting consistent results, and especially if you want to grow a business for purpose, um, then you're the kind of person that wants to reflect internally anyway and learn to do what's necessary internally to build those you know mental muscles um, to allow yourself to allow your best self to to shine through. I think that's the I think that's the Beautiful part about um, about working with business owners.
0: Yeah, I think it's huge. And the thing about the population in general, anybody who's emotionally capable of understanding their thoughts and other people's thoughts, and taking feedback and swallowing their pride and being okay with being wrong, develop their competency to a higher level. And they're and you're capable. If you can do this, you're capable of really being neutral in conversations and avoiding getting overly emotional and getting into the, the typical Facebook argument about politics or whatever it is you get angry about. And you're able to pull yourself back and be like, who cares? Yeah. I know this person's emotionally charged by this sh- issue because of whatever they read on the internet or whatever they heard, but I don't need to become emotionally charged because for some reason I need to fight with this person about this. I can just pull back and ask him questions and be super
1: simple about the situation. And think of think of how much power that can give you, in in your own business, right? If someone, if if a client, or if a team member, or someone that's important to you in your business is is full is getting angry and is is, is completely, you know, losing the plot in terms of their emotions, you can look at them from a completely different perspective because you yourself are centered, right? And you know, some of the some of the more tough scenarios are to do with your family members because they have the they always have the history. Um, but, you know, in your own in your own business or in your in your own personal life in your family, if someone else is is completely going off the rails and, and yelling and screaming, or even if they're completely upset, um, you can you can completely see that from a different perspective once you start to understand what's going inside you. Because like I said, once you understand what's going in you and you're your more genuine, more caring, passionate self can show up. You naturally go and you naturally be that detective for someone else, and you have that level of care. And no matter how much someone's yelling at you, um, you can completely be present with them and completely understanding. And that's a good example of of um, of a good you know example of why your circumstances don't control how you feel. It's always your thoughts about it. Because if you control your thoughts and you control your emotions in a completely different way, someone yelling at you has a completely different feeling. You, you can feel completely empowered, completely caring, completely loving in that moment, even if someone is yelling at you. And if you take those skills into business and you can be completely present and you can still serve and care no matter what's going on in your business, um, to me, that's like that's to me that's like the, the the emotional fitness muscle that anyone can build and that gives them the most amount of results. Because no matter what happens in in your business, you can completely be present and you completely um, solve those challenges with resourcefulness.
0: Cool. Yeah, that's it. It's be real, think about what you're doing and why you're doing it and what others are doing. Listen to what they say and then react and respond appropriately. Stay out of the child state, and you ultimately build that key ingredient that makes everything work, which is caring. Just if you care enough, you're going to get to where you need to go and you're going to develop the emotional capabilities to help you get there and not create a lot of problems along the way.
1: And people will be surprised, completely surprised in a, in a coaching session, for example, when when they start to show that caring side, the insights they can have are completely out of this world you know insights with themselves insights with their business insights with the clients and they solve challenges in a completely different way because your brain literally operates differently when you're when you have different emotions when you shift your focus your brain operates differently you'll you'll um you know you'll have memories different memories that come to you that are more pleasant you know there will be there will be um you'll make links things to you know from problem to solution you'll you'll find many different options because like you said you can care if you have that much amount of care and you genuinely feel that love for yourself and for other people then your brain's like in your brain's like and it's optimal you know and you can you can really solve any any challenge with the most unique perspectives you can you can really blow yourself away when you when you make this shift and that that's what makes what makes my job And, you know, anyone who's exploring this this world, what makes it really fun?
0: Yeah. And people, we often hear people say, oh, you're, you're so likable. It's easy for you to sell because you're such a people person. And I find for myself, I make friends when I'm walking down the street, when I'm sitting in, when I'm in the bathroom, I make friends on accident half the time because people generate conversations with me. And, but I don't think those kinds of things are by accident. These are the situations in the way you portray yourself, the way you interact with people, the way you react when they react. And it puts you in positions to where people essentially want to be your friend or they want to please you because of the way you act with them and, and you have to be careful that you don't get insecure people attached to you because that creates their own problems but it puts you in a position to where you're never going to have a bad situation, you're going to have situations to where you're always in in that feeling and that mindset where, wow, I make friends everywhere.
1: Yeah, so what what are your thoughts specifically, what what goes on in your head that allows you to um, be that people person?
0: My thoughts are, and it's it comes back and stems from the idea of caring. So when they're talking to me, I just want to genuinely learn more about them, and I want to be nice to them, and I ultimately do want to be their friend. And there's nothing more that I have that's further or away from that. It's hey, you're talking to me, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be nice to you. I'm gonna give you the time of day, and I'm gonna hopefully make your day a little better by not being a jerk.
1: Mm, yeah, so so your listeners can really understand, you know, can. Link from what I was saying before to your example there, where you're really valuing relationships in that moment, right? You're valuing, um, you're placing a higher value on connecting with that person, understanding them, and and helping them throughout their day, rather than rather than being fearful or or thinking about you're going to say the wrong thing, which which stops a lot of people. Um, so that's a really that's a good example. Yeah, and it's getting in the mindset of, uh, well, if I do say something stupid, who
0: cares? Chances are I'm never going to see this person again, and if I am, they're going to like me more because I was a little bit more open. I was more human with them, and I wasn't yeah. trying to be perfect and do all these
1: picturesque things. I was just being me. <laughs> that's that's right. And even if even if you say something stupid, you know, at least at least you made them laugh for the day. <laughs> that's right. Humor makes it possible. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And and it's funny I have I have some stories of things that I've done with clients um, inside the sessions where they're like, Oh, I can't do some direct outreach. I just can't message my niche. And I said, cool, let's do it right now. And, and I say, okay, let's walk through what's going on inside your head. And some of them would, um, would say, look, I don't want to say the wrong thing. And I'm like, how many clients are you wanting to contact? They're like at least 30 a day. So I'm like, let's take one or two of those a day. That's a lot of a lot of prospects, but let's contact one or two a day and just deliberately say something stupid, deliberately say something silly, um, so you not only overcome the fear, um, but you you have the perspective like you know I'm just going to say something silly to to make me um, to make me seem like I'm a I'm a rookie that I'm an amateur, <laughs> you know even if you can say that in a message if that's what they fear the most the fear that they aren't looking professional deliberately not look professional for one message and see what that does to you and know that you're going to be okay and just and just have a laugh about it um, and hopefully they on the other end have a laugh as well you know it doesn't have to be a serious thing and if you're going to contact 30 a day you know throughout the week that's a lot of people you can take you can take a couple of those to overcome your fear and do something outside the norm and that's what we call that's what's interrupting the pattern right and providing a different alternative. Um, Than your fear. So I think I think what you're saying is that you know even if you do say something stupid, even if you do say something silly, you know at least you are more real. At least you are more genuine in that moment. At least you're providing something different, something uh, hu- some humor for them, you know. And and, and that's that's what that's how we can look at things from a different perspective. Yeah, that's huge. And
0: I often find I just like to see the way people react to things if I'm funny, if I'm just myself and the more you are yourself, the more you are real and the more you show that you have strengths and weaknesses, the more likely it is people are going to connect with you. People are used to getting in these sales environments with big oak desks and this corporate suit next to them and all these things that are set up to give that corporate vision but if you just walk someone in or you're on a phone call with someone and you're super real you're super open you talk like a normal human being and, and you're not too worried about tripping up your words and if you do it's fine as well people tend to trust you more and they tend to see you as someone you, you get that thing where they say oh man he, he talked to me like we were friends he really took care of me and he doesn't seem like your typical salesman and that's ultimately what you want to build not because
1: you're being sneaky but because you're just being you yeah and and People can feel that. People can feel when you're being genuine. If you're if you're on a sales call or, or just prospecting, um, people can tell if you're just after a sale, you know. But if you're if you're if you're after building relationships and, and being a genuine person, you know, un- really just understanding them, get to know their their challenges, and seeing if you have a you know a solution. People can feel that as well, and I love I love talking about um, my coaching and, and and how I how I'm completely genuine in a session, and I share some some struggles. I I share some things about my life so that people some, some people can relate and know that we're all human. We all have these patterns of thinking and feeling that can lead to fear and doubts and frustrations. Um, but there's just some certain tools that you can develop within yourself to make it happen. But it's very hard to make a shift. You know, help someone make a shift within themselves when you yourself aren't being real, when you yourself aren't being genuine, um, because you know they're not gonna they're not gonna trust you enough to open. And that's the same. It's the same in a sales call. You're not gonna you're not gonna have that level of um, trust and likability if you're not being yourself. Yeah, that's
0: it. And it's when even when you're on that call and you tell someone, "Hey, hey, can I be honest with you? I'm I'm not super comfortable talking about money." And so when we get to that point, I want you to help me work through that. If you say that to someone and you're not scared of, oh, what if they think I'm not professional? If you actually utter those words to people, they think that's incredibly incredibly powerful because then they see you as a normal human being and a normal person who has struggles and problems and issues. And So I always tell people if you're in the sales conversation and there's something you struggle with, tell the client right off the bat, hey, I struggle with this and I I really want to work through it with you and I want you to have a good experience so can you help me get through this? Uh, They're going to feel a lot more connected to you.
1: And they'll probably say, yeah, I, uh, I struggled with the money part too, so you can help me through that. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, yeah, work, that's right. let's work through it together.
0: <laughs> that's it. We're going to do this as a team.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good. And and that's why you can provide some humor and look at things from a completely different perspective. I love, I love that perspective. And just to be honest and, and that's what I was sort of doing with my client where she's like, look, I don't want to say the wrong thing to, um, look like I'm new to this. I'm like, just every now and then just tell someone you're new to it, you know? And there's going to be complete, there's going to be so many more people you can contact that you can com- provide a different approach. But just for this one, let's overcome the fear and just say, look, just message them and say, hey, look, I'm a rookie in this industry. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> you know, um, let's just, let's, let's have an open conversation and, and see where we can go. And, you know, that person might not ever contact you, but, um, but, you know, at least you know that. The, the hardest thing and the worst thing that you saw ha- would, would happen, you did it deliberately. So you can show yourself that you can overcome that fear. And, and that's, what I, that's what I love providing that perspective.
0: Yeah, that's huge, and you showed your vulnerability. And if you show your vulnerability right off the bat, there's nothing else to be afraid of. So you may as well just be yourself and enjoy the conversation and enjoy the ride with the people you're talking to. And ultimately, if you are yourself and if you do that, build that level of trust and that level of I am human too, you're going to get the clients who are going to connect the right way with you and you're going to get the right clients and you're not going to get stuck with people who you don't connect with because the ones who you don't connect with are probably not going to move forward with anything.
1: Yeah, that's right. And and. I think that's what your, your sort of listeners can take away is that um, it's just to be flexible, just to be completely flexible with, with how you think and feel about certain scenarios because um, that's ultimately what our brain's built to do is to think of different options. Um, you know, when you're at your best self, just think of things in a different way. Think of things in a, a completely, um, you know, different, different realm of what you've never thought before and that's how I think that you can get completely different results. You know, if you want results in a positive direction, try something new. Try something. You know, try laughing on a sales conversation. Try, try providing a different perspective. Try, um, you know, try saying something that's gonna, you know, shock them a little bit, or make you laugh. You know, brings bring some humor to it and brings just that playful energy to it. You know, people are getting on sales calls all the time, where it's all about business, and then there's the pressure at the end to make sales call. Um, you can, you can, you can be completely resourceful in how you think and feel, and and you'll feel the difference within yourself of how you want to solve the challenge, solve the you know solve the problems that are being presented by just having, for example, what you were saying is just that genuine care or that genuine, um, you know, that genuine love towards what you do. And I think if people towards themselves have that genuine self-love as well, that's when something can really shift within you because it's not that you're f- afraid to get rejected. It's how you see yourself when you get rejected. You, you just can't handle the fact that you were the one that got rejected. And that's when you start beating yourself up. People get rejected all the time. You know, people can get rejected from um, a nightclub, for example, and they, they won't um, they won't, you know, they won't think two thoughts about it. Um, some people might, some people might at the, at the, you know, when they're getting their groceries at the at the register, the person might ignore them for a little bit. And they think, oh, that person's busy. You know, they, they, they get, some people get rejected all the time, but then when they get rejected at a sales call, they give it a completely different meaning. and they, they, um, And they show up like they beat themselves up, like something horrible happened, they did something wrong. Um, that's how I feel that if you were to bring some light hardness to, to some challenges that you can completely see that you can you can love yourself no matter what the hell happens in your life and then a different part of you will show up when that shift happens yeah that's it and, then,
0: and if I get rejected it's well, well oh well I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to do better next time and just think of rejection as a simple part of what you're doing it's going to happen you're going to have to deal with it and if you learn to embrace it you're going to grow and become a lot better than you were if you were afraid of it because then you're going to have palms sweating the whole experience if you start to fear that rejection too much so just learn to embrace it learn to love it and learn that it can help you grow and become better
1: absolutely and and the the, the cool thing is you can go out there and you can get um rejected deliberately you know this is what, this is what some people do with with relationship coaching Guys who are scared to go out there and, and um, talk to women, like go out there and deliberately get rejected. You know, ten times, just ten times, go there and deliberately get rejected, just so they can see it's not that bad. It's not. It's not actually that bad. And and think about if you deliberately get rejected on a sales call, or deliberately look silly, like I was doing with one of my clients in inside the session. How you interact with the other ninety nine percent is going to be completely different. So, wouldn't you rather, you know, take a risk and feel a little bit vulnerable, feel a little bit um, nervous, and feel a little bit scared, and overcome that fear with one person to make the rest of the ninety-nine percent, you know, more effective, more genuine, more of yourself, because you're not because you're less fearful.
0: Exactly, and there's nothing more fun than going out and trying to get rejected fifty times in a day. <laughs> like a game like you can say anything you want and it's empowering for people i can walk up and ask 35 questions that mean nothing get rejected it's fine i'll just move on it builds that empowering aspect of eliminating that fear like who cares i don't know what's going to happen i'm going to try it anyway
1: yeah and you can think you know who the hell has the courage to be able to do this you know you see some people some um you know people who seem completely confident then when it comes to talking to the opposite sex they freak out, but if you're the kind of person, oh, same in business, a lot of people are totally terrified to get on the phone or to send some messages out there. And you say, you know what? Who the hell has the courage to be able to go out there and get rejected deliberately? You know, it sets you apart. It sets it's it lets you know who you really are and lets you know what you're really about and what you can really overcome. When you when you're like, who the hell does that? You know, I do that. I'm the kind of person who can do that. I have the courage. I have the, I have the passion to be able to do that. You know, that's what, that's what can really tweak in people's minds and give them that inspiration to go out and do something different.
0: Yeah, that's huge. We have exercises where we take new people who are trying to learn how to sell and make them go sit at Starbucks and open the door for 100 people and strike up a conversation with at least 30 of them, which is the most terrifying thing for somebody. But once they do it a few times,
1: they feel great. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And that's kind of, it kind of, it helps you learn a bit about yourself, you know, in a, in a pressure situation or, or even in a situation that is so casual of just opening the door for someone, you can, you, you, you learn, you know, what, what's effective, what's not effective. You learn a bit more about you're you're more comfortable when you look in their eyes, for example, when you give them a smile, you know, when you open the door, and um, and you say something in a, in a, in a caring way. You know, you, you learn your tone of voice, you learn your body language, you know, and you see how things go. And if you're striking up a conversation with 30 different people, you know, that's 30 different personalities, 30 different scenarios where you can learn more about yourself. I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, it's
0: incredible. And it's incredibly empowering. So if anybody's struggling with sales, I encourage you to go out there, open the door for a hundred people, see what happens and try to strike up a short conversation. You'll learn a lot about yourself, and
1: you'll learn a lot about people. Yeah, you might even get a job at Starbucks if you. <laughs> if, it's if true. You people are there, like, look at this friendly guy. Let's uh, let's let's offer him a job. It's <laughs> true.
0: Let's bring him on. Give this guy some coffee. He's bringing us business. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's it. You know, what I'm curious to know what sort of what sort of breakthroughs you had, you know, what you've had from that exercise. If you've heard anything that's been special from from those people
0: oh man it eliminates the fear of rejection and the fear of approaching people and the general fear that people have of other people and the people come back and they stop thinking about the what ifs and they start thinking about the well i'm just going to do it i'm going to talk to this person and after that last exercise nothing could be worse or nothing could be more scary and so you empower them to move
1: forward and to not fear the future and fear the what ifs yeah and 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 because we're human a lot of people have that that rejection based um, that rejection fear you know it resides in our deep unconscious um, really it really does um, it resides in, in in the deep fears of, of not being enough if you're not enough um, then that unconsciously means basically death to, to to you and to people and I know even when I was um, grocery shopping, um the other day with my brother and there was this old lady that was um sort of in between our in, in between our trolleys um and so my brother paid and then the old lady and we were sort of striking up a conversation with the old lady and sort of having a few jokes back and forth um and then when she she put all her groceries in a in a uh, bag and she was getting out her cash to pay and I thought sort of, I went and paid for her um with my card um and and even that scenario, even though I'm I'm doing like a kind thing, just a random act of kindness, um, it was still a bit nervous, you know, because there's the unknown. Um, it's a completely um it's completely it's a pattern interrupt in in society, um, because not many people do that, you know, pay for the person in front of them. But also because I had no idea how she was gonna react, had no idea how they the you know, the the girl behind the the cash register is going to react, you know, and and it still provides a little bit of nervousness, even though I'm going and paying for someone. So it, it still it still gives that little bit of um, little bit of fear, but it's also a lot of excitement because you don't know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, that's the best part, not knowing what's going to happen. It gives you that little bit of a rush. It's like skydiving. I don't know if what's going to happen, but I'm going to do it and
1: yeah. I'm going to experience what goes on at the end and then people start getting addicted to that experience. Yeah. I hope I hope I know what's going to happen at yeah. when I skydive, but you know, you don't know what the experience is going to be like and it's, that's what's kind of that's what's kind of cool, especially you know, I view business and 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 life in general as sort of it's almost it's like the cliché like a roller coaster, right? And people say, yeah, it's like a roller coaster and it's a cliche. But when you really think about it, what that what that cliche is saying is that when you're on a roller coaster, when you're sort of at the top of the peak and you're about to go down that huge drop, there's a mixture of excitement and fear. And that's because it's physiologically exactly identical in the body. So what? So you can explain it in a, in a completely different way where you're like, okay, hey, my... I'm scared to get out there. I'm scared to do something different. I'm scared to go out there and, and, and put myself on the line. But when you think about it, you're, there's a bit of excitement there too. You know. And you can view that in a completely different way. You can, you, can, you can take the elements of excitement and fear and use that as sort of energy and use that as ex- the, the driver of life. What else would life be about if you didn't have that? It would be completely boring. Yeah, it's true. It keeps us fresh and keeps us on our toes. It's exciting. That's what I. That's what I think. You know, and, and when you're on the sales call, think about that. Think about um, if you feel a bit scared, you felt scared on a roller coaster or skydiving. But there's a reason why you did it. <laughs> you know, there's a reason. There's a, there's a, another reason why. And even people love scary movies. I I like scary movies because sometimes we love that fear. We the body the body has a need for variety. And that's the reason why we love movies, I feel, because it gets you through a different pattern of emotions that just cycles through, you know, sad, happy, you know, fearful, joy, love. And you go through this variety of emotions that your body needs, that your body, you know, craves. And why is, why is life or why is a sales call any different? It provides that variety, that the fear, the excitement the um the dread or the exhilaration at the end you know to provide it's like a movie
0: that's true you should
1: be jumping off that call
0: and be like man i am a champion yeah. i didn't make that call but that person laughed a lot or shoot i sold
1: that one that person was great i think i just made a best friend yeah even if you bomb even if you bomb you like um you know there's something to learn here like you said like in movies not all movies end well but you still go to you still go to watch them because it's the it's the variety of it, you know. And there's always going to be a next movie. There's always going to be a next call. So even when you bomb, you're like, "Oh man, that was awesome! I completely bombed," and then you can just and then you can move on. And be like, "Man, that was that was an awesome learning experience." And I I felt the dread, I felt the nervousness, but let's go on to the next one. See what the next one's going to be like.
0: Exactly, it's the the idea that. I want just a little bit more each time and then a little bit more and a more and more and more and more until you're like, okay, I'm addicted to this process. I'm having a blast. I'm going to keep doing this. Even if I'm going to succeed in some, I'm going to fail in others, and I'm going to get better and I'm going to do better the next time. It's almost like a competitive aspect. I'm going to get better at this and I'm going to learn why I didn't do well and then I'm going to crush
1: it the next time. You got it. And then once you start taking that kind of action, you become that kind of person. This is one thing I talk about with my clients and and your listeners can take this away as well, is that when, when a lot of entrepreneurs go out there, all they, what they look to do is they look to shift their level of action, you know, shift their level of of behavior to, to try to get a different result. And that just works with your, that just works with your conscious mind, which accounts for about 5% of all actions and decisions. Um, what really matters most, what really will account for your long-term success is when you access your unconscious. And when you do that, it shifts. You need to sort of shift your internal beliefs and your self-identity. And when you do what you're describing, when you get on those calls and you, you go time and time again, you become the kind of person that does that you become the kind of person that loves the variety that loves the learning process you become the kind of person that's willing to overcome fear with courage right and courage sometimes doesn't even feel great but you're willing to do that because you're the kind of person that will overcome that short term because you have a bigger mission you have a purpose you have you know you have the drive to grow a business and that's what I that's what I love shifting in my clients and your, your, your listeners can sort of think of it that way as well where if you' if you're the kind of person that wants to get clear results, then you, you need to make that internal shift and taking that kind of action like you're describing is a good way of sort of shifting um, by action. Um, you shift in your own head your own beliefs about what you're about who you are and your self-identity of how you describe yourself. I'm the kind of person who does this. It's true. It's it's really neat to be able to be comfortable in your own skin.
0: A lot of people aren't comfortable in your in their own skin, and to be able to continuously drive yourself forward and be proud of what you're doing, whether or not you win or lose. But to just be happy with where you're at, happy with what you're doing, and happy with the process, I think it puts you in a different place than most people.
1: Yeah, man. If if you're happy, if you're like this is another another concept that I describe is that. Every emotion that you feel comes from within, because it's it it drives it's been it's been driven by your thoughts, not your circumstances. So everything everything you want to accomplish in your business, in your personal life, in your relationships, in your health, everything is basically um, a feeling that you want to have in 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 the having of that of that result. Correct. So if if everything you want, everything you dream of, is a feeling, then that comes from within. So really, if you think about it, what you're what you're after the most in life is already inside you. If you want the business, if you want you know massive amount of success, really what you're after is an emotion. It's an emotion of either safety and security, or it's or it's an emotion of. Um, of contribution and passion and and or love and excitement, you know, of success. Um, everything we do or don't do is because of the emotion we want to feel or not feel. So, um, what you're saying is that if you have the, if you understand that you are happy, that you can feel happiness, you can feel joy, you can feel gratitude here in the moment, regardless of what's going on in your life. Then you have the emotional skills to be out and go out and do these sort of sales calls. You have the ability to go out and you can solve problems. You get, like you're discussing before. You have the ability to go out there and you can be completely caring, and completely um, present, and completely loving in any moment because you have the ability to feel that. It comes from within with some with some emotional awareness. Exactly. You've got the fire, and you don't
0: have to look externally for it for it because it's always inside. You just have to pull. Deep inside to figure it out and figure what it's going to take to release it and what it's going to take to let it drive you forward and to let you really hit the ground running with it. This has been a a good conversation. We're about an hour now, so I think we might have to schedule a part two to to keep
1: going. (laughs) You know, you know, I talk about this stuff all day, every day. (laughs) It's seriously what I love doing, and it just flies by, doesn't it? It does. It's crazy. So, if people want to learn more about you, how can they? (laughs) How can they find you? Um, so, you know, the best way to really contact me or to find out what I do is to just visit my website. Um, so my website's www.tysoncoaching.com. Um, so if you just visit that, if you just visit that site, I've got some cool, you know, ideas and some cool, uh, stories about me and what I do. Um, but I've also got some resources as well in terms of, um, in terms of my Facebook group and a few, um, free PDFs. Um, I love talking about money mindset as well. So I've got a free PDF on there in terms of you know, three essential skills you need for success in terms of your money mindset. Um, so people can always just jump on my jump on that website, www.tysoncoaching.com, and just really learn yeah learn more about learn more about me and, and in a way you can learn the tools and strategies to learn more about yourself as well. I love it. So thanks for being on. I'll probably invite you for
0: a round two so we can keep it going. And as always, if you guys are listening to this, you can shoot me an email with questions, just Chandler at stoneagefield.com. And I hope you take a lot of this to heart and really work on building and developing yourself to be a champion. All right. Thanks again, Tyson. It's been fun.
1: You're very welcome. Take care, buddy. All right. You too. See ya.